Hi, everyone. Michael Abernathy at the Times News. I'm in here with reporter Jess Williams. Hi. That's your name, right? Yeah, sure. Um, you can call me Jess. She works two desks down, so I don't bother to learn her actual name. Um, <laughs> at least you don't call me intern. Not, not anymore. <laughs> right, yeah. Intern. <laughs> Coffee, please. Um, uh, so we're here to talk about Jessica's stories on um, school attendance. That's both for students and teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, up front, Jessica's still doing the information gathering and some interviews to nail down some uh, some facts in the teacher um, attendance portion. And that's yeah. And so we're not going to talk about that as much, but we're we're mostly going to focus on student attendance. Yeah, which there's plenty to talk about with student attendance as well. Um, so basically, the story starts out um, laying out the North Carolina law, which uh, states that any child between the ages of seven and sixteen has to attend school, and if they accumulate uh, ten or more unexcused absences then the parent might be found in violation of that law and they could be taken to court um, and it could result in a class one misdemeanor. So to prevent that from happening, I spoke to Sean Jenkins, who's the social worker for both Alexander Wilson Elementary School and BEJ. And she said basically they're required to send a letter whenever the kid has three unexcused absences and then again at six. And then of course, once they Mm -hmm. reach 10, then it's very serious and... Um, but usually it doesn't get to that point because if the kid has six unexcused absences, they'll bring in the principal, the social worker, the counselor, um, the child's teacher and the family and basically sit down and, and ask them, you know, what's going on? How can we work with you? And so it usually doesn't get to that point. Mm -hmm. Um, and as far as taking parents to court, she said she's only had to do that once and she's been with the system for four years. So it's a rarity, Um, and it's not something that the school system wants to do. Um, They don't want to have that kind of relationship with parents, and also it's very time-consuming because it takes like three or four court dates before it's settled. At least. Yeah. So basically they do what they can to stop it early. So unexcused absences are called truancy, Um, and so social workers have the law on their side in that case. Where they don't have the law on their side is with chronic absenteeism, which Mm -hmm. is the bigger issue. And chronic absenteeism is when kids miss 10% or more of the school year. Um, And that's whether the absence is excused or not. So that's roughly 18 days Mm -hmm. um, or two days a month. And and when you say, I mean, what kinds of issues would be excused and lead to a chronic Right. So unexcused absences are um, basically any absence that doesn't fall under illness, death in the family, an educational opportunity, a medical appointment, or anything else that the principal says is excused. Case by case. Um, Yeah. So case by case stuff. Um, So the excused absences that are causing problems are when kids play hooky and lie about it and Mm -hmm. say they're sick. Um, And then when kids are actually sick, whether it's physical or mental illness. Um, And in terms of playing hooky and accumulating that many absences, Sean Jenkins said that more parents are just letting their kids do it. (laughs) Um, Mm. The kid will say, you know, I don't want to go to school. I'm I'm tired. I'm overwhelmed or whatever. And the parent will say, okay, you don't have to go. Mm -hmm. 
um, and that's occurring more often and can result in a high number of absences. Um, and the absence is still excused because, of course, the parent writes a note and says they were throwing up or, yeah. you know, had a headache or something. Right. Um, and then cases where the kids are actually sick, um, that's just something that happens at, in school, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> especially at the elementary school level because the flu starts going around and, you know, kids are not washing their hands and they're touching each other and sneezing and it goes around fast. I don't know, listeners, if you've ever met a child, (laughs) but they are petri dishes of germs and disease. Most boys between the age of four and eight, they are like wiping their nose on their sleeves, if they're wiping their nose at all. And they're like chewing on, I don't know if any kids in your class did that thing where they would chew on their shirt collar. Yeah. So she actually had a student once that had 22 absences and 14 of them were excused by a doctor's note. Mm. So, you know, kids get sick and that's just something that they have to deal with. Um, In terms of mental illness, they do have therapists that come into the school, or at least that was the case with Alexander Wilson. Um, but they don't have school-based mental health support. Yeah, so she said that, you know, anxiety, depression, um, PTSD can definitely affect student attendance. And so they've actually worked with therapists to bring them in on a case-by-case basis, mm-hmm. at Alex- if I could speak, Alexander Wilson. And that's helped. However, the need for the services outweighs the amount of time that these people have. So they really need school-based therapists, which they don't currently have. Mm -hmm. And that's the case with schools across the state and probably the country. um, Because that's usually the first thing to be cut. And that's actually one of the things that teachers plan to uh, advocate for during this rally on May 1st. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about chronic absences and contributors to that. Right. So, uh, sickness, um, both physical and mental health. And then, and that also applies to the parents as well. If parents have mental health issues, that can definitely affect whether or not they're bringing their child to school regularly. Um, and then to see what's causing absenteeism at the high school level, I talked to Armani Graves at Cummings. Um, she's the student council president and she also serves on the student advisory council for central office. So she gave a presentation on attendance at the February 25th board meeting, and basically she surveyed around 40 of her uh, peers, some of them were underclassmen and some of them were upperclassmen, Mm. about why they were missing school. And Mm. so I'm going to read off some of their responses. Before you do that, Uh I want to interject here and say there was a a marked difference between uh, average attendance at elementary schools versus high schools. It sort of, it, it progresses downward. Yeah, uh, uh, fairly dramatically for some schools, like elementary schools, I think the average is about ninety three, ninety four percent attendance. Yeah, which is pretty good, really. That's an A. Yeah, if you're getting graded right in our seven point grading system. And then when you get to high schools, you start seeing it go to the eighties, mm-hmm. albeit high eighties, but still, you you definitely see a drop there. Yeah. So um, basically, Armani uh, presented a PowerPoint showing kind of the reasons that high schoolers aren't coming to school. And so they said things like, I needed a day off. It's boring. I was tired. It's the same thing every day. The food is nasty. I wasn't prepared for a test. I don't have a ride. My teacher won't notice if I'm absent. And then I don't have the encouragement at home. 
That's pretty broad. That's that's yeah. from that's from typical high schooler. This is boring. I don't want to be here. And right. oh, look, I'm at an age where I have a little bit more freedom. Yeah. To um, maybe something's really wrong. Right. Yes. And it also varied by grade level. So she said that freshmen were more likely to say that you know they didn't click with their teacher, or that they didn't like the cafeteria food. Um, and then seniors, some of them just have plain senioritis. Right. And then some of them said that they feel like they've been learning the same thing for four years and it's boring and their teachers just aren't engaging them. Okay. So one of her biggest suggestions to the Board of Education when she did this presentation was to encourage teachers to switch up their uh, teaching styles. So she has a Spanish teacher that incorporates like visual elements and recordings and student teaching and they go on field trips and so that class is really engaging and that's the kind of class that makes you want to come to school Mm -hmm. Um, and if students have too many classes where they're just being talked at they're not really going to want to come yeah what led you to do these stories and look into these issues Um, attendance is just something that's been talked about um, kind of at different random meetings for the last couple of months And I think it's because Superintendent Bruce Benson is focusing more on it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when he came in, he kind of did like a broad study of the whole school system. And, you know, like, where are the problems? Um, What do I want to address? And so he has been presenting data on both student and teacher attendance and kind of what's causing absenteeism for both and what they're doing to to fix it and, and encourage both students and teachers to come to school. Do you get the sense that there's something different in Alamance Burlington schools versus other school systems or places in the state, or is this pretty status quo? No, this is absolutely status quo, and even across the nation, I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, what interested you about this topic? What did you want to learn um, and tell people? So uh, I definitely learned a lot because going into it, I was still imagining that like old cartoon image of a truancy officer, like I was telling you earlier, like with a hook for a hand and an eye patch and just, (laughs) I think that was on Fairly Odd Parents that they had one like that, that that just chases kids that are trying to skip school around town. Um, And that's not the case. Like, I don't know if uh, other systems have truancy officers, but the way that ABSS approaches it is that they just basically have a sit down conversation with the family and it's they bring all of these different people at the school and and just basically try and establish a good relationship with both the parent and the child Mm -hmm. to improve attendance Do, do you get the sense that they feel successful at that you know relationships with students are emphasized for a number of reasons it doesn't just improve attendance Mm -hmm. um and i i think that that's something that they're always working on and in some ways they're successful at it in some ways they still have work to do but overall i would say that most schools are paying attention and and trying their best and i guess when i say successful not just that they're trying but do they feel that the they didn't say gosh we need a truancy officer we really need somebody to crack these people into shape that's not what it sounded like to you no and i've never heard anyone mention that either at a school level or with with the board of education or central office. So I think they, um, they're good with their system that they have now. Yeah. Okay. Gentle prodding. Yeah. And, and maybe not so gentle sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you have to get a little threatening. Well, yeah. 
what um, what else did you see in the data? I mean, overall, um, and I don't know how swayed the da- data is because it's it's not just um, here's how many kids came to school in this month. Mm-hmm. It's way more complicated, as is everything in education. <laughs> um, so it's based off of ADM, which is yeah. average daily membership. And it's really an average number of students that came to school regularly. And I don't know how that sways <laughs> the data, if you, if you see what, I'm, what I mean. So let me get my head around this. Yeah. Let me get my head around the school math, which should be the easiest math of all when you think about it. Ironically, and yet it's, it's not. not. Um, so this isn't just a, a raw count of we have uh, 650 students and 625 came to school today. Yes. And then, right. and then, so the averages that I were the percentages that I was working with is not based on on those raw numbers. It's based on some other. Yes, it's based on another more complicated formula that involves average daily membership, which I don't understand. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh uh, public education. I love you and I thank you, but why? Right. Why are you this way? And also, I asked if, at the high school level, if they were including attendance data for students that are older than 16, because mm-hmm. technically, you know, they can't be punished for not coming to school. You're allowed to drop out at 16. Yeah. And uh, Don Madrin, who's the human resources director, said that, yes, um, it does include attendance data for them. Okay. But when I was talking to Sean Jenkins, she was like, uh, in the past, we haven't really tracked attendance for juniors and seniors. So, so that's a new-ish, newer thing? It sounds like it, yeah. Okay. And I think that at the high school level, you really have to focus on early intervention with that. Um, not only because of the dropout piece, but because, you know, if a, if a freshman is missing multiple days of school, that's going to affect their learning later in high school because mm-hmm. they're falling behind. Right. Which is also true at the elementary school level because um, they're learning to read <laughs> and, yeah. and learning basic math skills. And if they miss that, then that affects the rest of their academic career. Why does this matter? These numbers... These, these stories, why do you think this matters to parents, um, to the community? I think some parents don't realize how much missing school can affect their students' learning. Um, like I was just saying at the elementary school level, you know, if, if kids are missing important reading lessons and important math lessons, then that's going to affect them moving on through school. Um, they might feel disconnected from their peers, too, because they're not getting those important bonding experiences um, and you don't want to be known as the kid that's never there so I think it matters for that reason and Sean Jenkins was talking a lot about the value of education Mm -hmm. and some highly educated parents just not making that connection and just thinking oh it doesn't matter if my kid stays home from school they don't have to Hmm. go they're fine Hmm. okay so I've seen articles that link absent, chronic absenteeism more to poverty. Um, and she yeah. said that that's, at least in her experience, not really been the case. Any reason why she maybe has seen something different? So she said that she's read articles saying that like 
uh, kids at higher poverty schools won't come to school because they don't have the right clothes. Like their clothes are ripped or they haven't done, their parents mm-hmm. haven't done laundry or, you know, whatever. Um, and she said that's not really the case, at least in her okay. experience, because BEJ is a little bit different economically than Alexander Wilson. Mm-hmm. And the kids there still come to school. <laughs> and where um, there's like, huge differences in data between the schools in other cases like in test scores and things like that Mm -hmm. that you could link to uh, socioeconomic status that's not really the case when i'm looking at the data for student attendance okay it's basically all the same for elementary all the same for middle and then pretty much all the same for high so it doesn't really seem like poverty is having as much of an effect in terms of student attendance as it would in other areas Okay, so we're going to wrap up here, and you can read Jessica's stories Sunday in the Times News and online at thetimesnews.com if you're not already there. And she'll also have broken down um, some of these numbers, and you can find charts and graphs. And um, and The story will make more sense than my babbling here. You didn't babble, but thank you, Jessica. (laughs) Uh, Come back back into the podcast room and babble anytime. Oh, okay, thanks. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we hope you enjoy reading the stories.